what is the right way to handle God's Word. The Master's key is the key to unlock what the Scriptures mean. We're going to be looking at Jesus as our role model for someone who rightly handled the Word of God. So we go to the Master, Jesus himself, the Master's key. How did the Master do it? We follow his model and we stay true to that. Then we will find the truth and the truth will set us free. free. Welcome to the Master's Key with Nigel Christensen from Celebrate Messiah. Nigel, we are looking at correctly handling or correctly dividing the Word of God, and we're using Jesus the way He did it. That's our key. Yes, our Master's right. Key. So we've looked at a few different ways of doing that, uh, and, and we looked last time in the last few episodes on prophecy, the different types of prophecy yes. and their fulfillment. Yes. So the prophecy is Old Testament. Yes. Um the fulfillment is New Testament. Yes. So this time we're going to look at how the New Testament views the relationship between the New Testament and the Old Testament. Exactly, the attitude it has the, towards yeah, the Old Testament. Because when, when Matthew and Mark and all the others were writing in Paul, they didn't have the New Testament. No, they were writing no, it. Exactly. So when they say scriptures, they're always referencing the Tanakh, the Old Testament. Exactly. So it's important to see what sort of attitude did they have, because that should help inform our attitude towards scriptures as well. Yeah. And so we've got an opening verse here today from Matthew 4. Well, that's uh, which, which is the one we, uh, one of the ones we started with. It is written, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's and, Matthew 4, yeah, 4. And probably the key word there is every. Every. Sometimes we tend to shy away from that <laughs> because something might be a bit challenging yep. and a little bit hard to stomach. And so we're going to look at... What was the attitude of the New Testament writers? Did they steer away or did they stay true to every word of God? And this we can see very clearly as yeah. a statement that one of the things we need to do is we as believers need to believe all every the prophecies. Word. Sometimes, yeah. you know, you, you, you go, oh, God, do I have to do all of that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and God says, well, no, you don't. It won't go quite so no, well for you if you don't do exactly, all of it. And exactly. yes, some of it is quite tough. Yes. Um, I watched a, a video. Um, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of my heroes. I love, I love, I love his passion for what he wanted to do. Yes. And and I look at some of these guys that have gone to Mr. Olympia and won it six, seven, eight times. Right. You know, or Mr. Universe or things like that. And and you go, what? Well, do I have to do leg day? Well, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you ain't going to win. No, you know, exactly. So we have to take all of Scripture, every Absolutely. word. And this is what's yep. emphasized by Jesus himself. So Luke 24, yep. we're looking at that now. This, so this is not just my idea. No. This is what the, this, this is again, the master's key. Exactly. This yep. is what Jesus yep. is stating to us. So we're in Luke 24, 25. This is, again, the road to Emmaus, which we yep. referenced in a previous episode. Jesus said to them, O fools, and love that. <laughs> Not holding back. Duh. O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Now, there's that, that word all. That's yeah, very interesting. Absolutely. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things uh, to enter into his glory? Absolutely. So I suppose the key word you're looking at here is that word all. Absolutely. All and notice, he's, as you said, he's rebuked them. Yeah. He is rebuking them because they did not believe all. Yeah. Okay, so what's, what's that implying? They well, believed some. some see, now, I'm, when you tell us, talk about that, I'm thinking you've got son of Joseph, son of David. Absolutely. Right? So, Absolutely. so the, the rabbis and they're all looking, they're going, we're looking for the son of David, Absolutely. Messiah. But there's all these other verses about the suffering, so that must be a, another person. Yeah, but we're not too Jesus, in that one. Yeah. Jesus is going... 
oh, fools not to believe all. Exactly. Must you not exactly. have suffered as well? Exactly. So they believed some. They believed yep. the ones that suited their preferences, yep. their ideologies, but they had either rejected or ignored prophecies that didn't fit yep. or they didn't prefer. Okay? Yeah. And so this is an important point. Jesus is actually rebuking believers for not, for not believing, believing all, all the scri- that yeah. the prophets yeah. have spoken. So that rebuke stands. If any of us yeah. go, well, that one I'm not so keen on. Yeah, I like that. You know? Yeah, I like that. But <laughs> exactly. I'm not so fast on that. But again, I mean, if, if I hark back to my favorite bodybuilder, Arnold Schwarzenegger, again, yeah. and these guys, you've got to do the whole nine yards. Absolutely. You, you can't Absolutely. cut any of it out yes. to achieve. And this is what Jesus said, must must not Messiah t- to have suffered exactly. yep. to be able to enter into his so glory. Suffering came first before the glory. Yes, yeah. Because it doesn't work the other way no. around. And so let, let actually, me win Mr. Universe and then I'll do the bodybuilding. So when they ignore or reject, or when we ignore or reject, we yep. actually are poorer. We are missing out yep. on critical pieces of information that actually help give us the full picture so that we're not caught out. Yep. We're not surprised by what's going on. And so why is that so important? Our second point here is because all these prophecies are going to be fulfilled. So here's our next all, passage. All, well, this is the the, the um, I think the Jews have two in amongst the various different terms, two terms for scripture. One is prophecy that's been fulfilled yes. and prophecy that's going to be fulfilled. Exactly. So when they say scripture, they mean the Tanakh, yes. the Old Testament. Yep. So it's either prophecy that's been fulfilled yes. or it's prophecy that's still going to be fulfilled. Yes, but in each and case, that means all exactly. of scripture. And of course, we would include the New Testament, any prophecies in yep. there as well. All of that's going to be fulfilled. Yeah. So Luke 24, 44. So we're, we're going to 40, 44. Yes. And uh, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms or the writings yes. must be fulfilled. Everything. Underline must. Yeah, well, underline everything and must. Exactly. Exactly. Everything. Everything underline must underline must be, be fulfilled. fulfilled. Yes. All right. And you notice he's doing the law of prophet Moses. The prophets and the Psalms. Now, in the Tanakh, they, they had three divisions. Yes. And the Psalms opened the third division. So which, which is the in writing. Essence, yep. Yep. he is saying the whole thing. 100% of Scripture that yep. speaks of me, all of those prophecies out of any section will be fulfilled. Because it's prophecy. Exactly. It's the yep. Word of God. How can it not be fulfilled yes. if it's the Word of God? Absolutely. Otherwise, it would prove God yep. to be a liar, yep. right? And so we have to understand that right from the beginning, if God said it will happen, Yes. and I love it, is it Isaiah? I haven't got my particular Bible with me. I've got a little break here in this, but... Read a, read a hard copy Bible. Yes. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a Bible on the phone. My wife, Sharon, says, she says the, the phone has a Bible. This is a Bible. Right. Good but point. this verse, and I, it might be God's little joke on me, but it's, it's somewhere near the end of Isaiah, and it's on the left-hand page, left-hand column halfway down. I've underlined it. But God says, uh, I will do it. Who will hinder me? Right. Yes. Yeah, you know, exactly. I think it's like Isaiah 46 God, right? or something. Who's going to stop me? But it's what Jesus is saying is all these, and the word must. Yes. Everything written in Scripture must be fulfilled. Absolutely. And not just fulfilled, but fulfilled precisely. Yes. Accurately. Yeah. Not just vaguely, accurately. And because, so if we ignore Old Testament prophecies, for instance, we're actually missing out on a rich source of evidence yep. proving that Jesus is who he claims to be, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Yes. And so prophecies are very vital for us. We can't be ignoring them or just dispensing with them. Otherwise, we're essentially undermining our own faith. Yep, 
And so this is our next point, that these prophecies are specific. Yes. And so we find this in Luke 24, 46 Uh, to 47. So he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. Yeah. Now you've got you've got a uh, three is it th- three or four specific prophecies that's, exactly. that's not one prophecy. No. That's many prophecies. That's, that's three or four different prophecies. And, and notice he's saying it is written. So yep. he's referencing the Old Testament. That's right. And he's telling us it's going to tell us specific things were to happen. Yeah, it's just so, so it reminds me of Paul in I think it's chapter nine when he goes, you know, because it's it's says in this in one place this, 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 and again in another place, this, 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 mm. and in another place, this, this, this. Yes. He's going, yep. this, 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 put them together. Can can you see the picture now? Yes, exactly. And this is yep. what Jesus is saying. Here's here's the prophecies. Exactly. And yep. so he's giving us specific yep. uh, uh, actual points that Old Testament prophecies said would happen that, of course, he fulfills. Yeah. And these relate, for instance, to his suffering and death and how he would suffer and die. Yeah. Also, his resurrection from the dead. It, in some ways, he's tying them together that people may not have seen before yeah. in yeah. that. Um, it all together. Similar yeah. to what John does, I think, in the beginning of his gospel when he uses, uh, and we won't get into this because it's a huge topic on it, so we might be do this with another one maybe. Mm. But mm. when he talks about the logos or the or the memra, yes. uh, and he's he's almost talking to the rabbis because at the time they'd already determined yes. these things about God. Yes. And he's going, okay, so in the beginning was the memra, yeah, yes. yeah, and the exactly. memra was God, yeah? Exactly. Okay, and the yeah. memra was with God and sometimes and was was God's yeah. other time. Yeah, so yeah, we the agree same on as this God, but different. Yes. So they had actually and, come to the realization. And uh, all things were created by the memra. Yeah. We agree with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- this is what, um, what Jesus is saying here in this passage in Luke. Yes. So look, it's written, did you not read, Christ had to suffer? Yeah. Oh, that's right. And he rose from the dead. Yes, exactly. Oh, yes, that's right. It does say that. Absolutely. You know? So he's taking these. He's saying, look at all these scriptures, Absolutely. all these prophecies that had to be fulfilled. And then that that, that message would then go out to the world. Yep. So interesting, you think about this. That's the gospel message. He's preaching yes. the gospel from the Old, the Old Testament. Testament. Yeah. Folks, we, we should be able to do that. It's there. Yeah. We should actually just be able to take the Old Testament, as Jesus did, and actually preach a gospel. Yeah. And, and then say, well, this is all fulfilled in, in Jesus. No, what we've done, sadly, um, is we've thrown the Old Testament out. We use it as reference and history. Yeah. 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 You know? But if we know that God fulfills all these prophecies, and he does so specifically, yes. accurately, and he did so concerning the first coming, then we can know all those ones that have yet to be fulfilled will be fulfilled in the, sim- in the same manner. Yeah, which are not very many left. No, but there's enough there. There's and there's enough, enough there but... to, to show us what God's going to do, it will be fulfilled accurately, specifically. He's not being vague about it. Yep. And so if he says something, he will do it. Yep. And that gives us that then brings us to our next and final point. And that is the Old Testament is actually the basis for our hope. Yeah. So let's see what Paul, 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 so Paul, Paul says. So Paul says in Romans, uh, Romans 15, whatever was written in former days... Old yes, Testament yes. was written for our instruction yes. that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, Old Testament, yes. we might have hope. We might have hope. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what is the the, the, old, the New Testament is saying? The Old Testament is a rich treasury, full of wonderful evidence yep. upon which you and I, as believers, can base our faith, and it would can give us a certain hope for our future. And 
it's representing the truth of God, and so we're taking yep. that master's key, yep. and it's then becoming our foundation, and it's our starting point from understanding. It's helping us to rightly divide truth from error, mm. right from wrong. And Paul's saying this to us as believers for a reason. He says that, so in order that no one may delude you yep. with plausible Arguments. Yes, yes. Because of the convincing arguments out there, convincing, right? Listen, I'll tell you about a convincing argument. I worked in Invercargill Radio uh, years ago, back in the uh, in the late 90s. And my boss called me into the office. And I walked out, after 10 minutes, I walked out of that office having agreed to cover women's basketball every second Friday night live yeah, okay. in my own time for well, no extra pay. Well, that's very kind of you. And I'm standing outside the door, I'm thinking... How on earth did he talk me into that? I mean, he's a salesman. You know? yep, <laughs> Before he became he a doing. station manager, he was a salesman. Right. And so this is the the um, uh, what Paul calls in Colossians 2.8, um, uh, philosophy and empty deceit or, yeah, yeah. or, or fancy words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and Paul's warning, let me read it again. See that no one takes you, by, takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition or human wisdom, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. And that's the master's key, yeah. is if we do it according to Christ we use the master's key, then we won't be taken captive. Yep. We won't be deceived. We won't fall into flesh or spiritual uh, yep. uh, elemental things of this world because we do it according to Christ, according to Jesus, our master. We follow his model and we stay true to that. Then we will find the truth. Yeah. And, and we'll, the truth will set us free. free. Yeah. So we'll look at that next time on uh, the master's key and look at how the master's key is the key to preventing deception.